Activate your energy. Welcome to the Activated Authors Podcast, a show where we distill the core principles of what it takes to become a happy, healthy, and productive author, no matter what stage of the journey you're at. I'm your host, Daniel Wilcox. I'm an international best-selling author, as well as an author coach, speaker, and creative entrepreneur. But most importantly, I'm a lifelong student of all things productivity, psychology, and human behavior. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Without further ado, let's dive in. What is up, Activators? And welcome back to another episode of the Activated Authors Podcast with myself, Daniel Wilcox. And here with me every single week is... It's Sam Frost, me. Hello. Hello, Sam Frost, me. Hello. How are you? Oh, shit. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing okay. I am slowly processing stuff and trying to find order Mm. in what is chaos, which is interesting and exciting and scary and not nice. And a whole raft of things like i am hardcore looking down the how do i shrink to maximize root because i am fully embracing the fact that i have for a long time despite how much i've been dropping off like different it's a work that i've been doing still doing too much Mm -hmm. so i am looking at that and trying to like figure out the best thing to do trying to look out the best way to spend my time and my energy with my work and making small progress that's positive. Yeah, yeah. I managed to write some words this morning. Which, yeah. Checking my word tracker, I haven't since the 1st of February. So, and even then it's been intermittent for the past few months. So who knows if it'll be a, a chain or carry on, but that's what I'm going to go for. Um, I've got like a few short story markets that I want to try and reach out for and a few different things just to tackle. Um, I'm really happy with what I wrote this morning. It's horrible. Well, yep. <laughs> I mean, it's horror. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But it works very, very well, I think. I think I think it's a really cool cool idea. I'll tell you about it afterwards. Like, okay. Yeah, it is mm, fun. Um, yeah, what's uh, something you've enjoyed this week? So, yeah, I was, I've been thinking about this because it's it's difficult for me at the minute just because I'm kind of, like, on all levels struggling. It's It's not a good time for me um mentally or physically or just kind of any of the areas that are in those circles that you put your numbers in and then get a weird shape Mm. um and so I've been relying a lot on kind of like comfort shows um and like re-listening to books that I've listened to a hundred times and there isn't any one specific show or book that like I particularly want to say this is the thing because it's not them in particular more that like it's a background um that one is comforting because I know all of the parts and there's no surprises or anything so I that I find comfort in that because I can you know I can relax Um, And two, when I start doing this, I know that something's really wrong. So it's it's a weird way. um, 
is a weird thing to say, you know, something I've enjoyed this week because obviously um, it's pointed something out to me, but I just, it, I guess the reason I'm saying I enjoyed it is that it's um, it's proof of kind of how far I've come in knowing that what my like signs are, what my danger signs are and all of the rest of it. So yeah, it's, um, it's been, it's been a struggle. Um, and it remains to be, but it's just about now kind of trying to figure out what is causing me so much, um, pain I guess and to, yeah and to and to feel so unwell um so yeah it's not exactly the most exciting or uplifting but that's where I'm at how about you is one of the books you've been listening to Robert Jordan no no oh. because I'm making my way through that now yeah and it has I mean to say to you, it's got a remarking amount of parallels to one of my favourite books. Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They've just gone over the Brandywine Bridge. Yeah. Along Buckleberry Ferry. <laughs> yeah. With Merry and Pippin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. From the Nazgul of Coveted the Sun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> As I'm listening to it, I'm like... Mm. It does get very apart from it, I will say. Okay. But yeah, I, I, I know. I had the exact... The first time I was listening to it, I was like... This is, I didn't put Lord of the Rings on, did I? Uh -huh, <laughs> like uh -huh. a weird, like, first draft version. Yeah, because if you say orc as if you're throwing up, it's Trolloc. <clears throat> yeah. So, well, I do yeah. quite like the Trollocs. They're quite cool. Yeah, they're nasty. They're nasty, Mr. Ben. Yeah, they're real nasty. That's not Gollum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're really camp Gollum. <laughs> nasty. Uh, what's something I've enjoyed? I went on a little road trip with my little one last week. Yes, you did. And visited the nine states of Nazareth. Mm -hmm. So went down, saw yourself and saw Miles and saw my buddy Lewis in Southend and saw my brother and saw things and had a whale of a time. So it was <laughs> nice um, being able to take him around and, and do some different things because like where I live at the minute, there's not a whole lot to do locally. So we do a lot of the same things sort of regularly. So it was nice to kind of go out and do something different and make something of, of the half term. So yeah. Yeah, and and the really cool thing of that trip was uh, he, what well, I discovered, and he enjoyed um, that David Tennant does the audiobook for House Training Dragon on Spotify mm -hmm. that you can listen to if you're a, a premium member, um, and so he started listening to his first audiobook with myself, and it is so different to the films. Yeah, like you really look at it and go, how did the book become the film? Because mm. even like. The characters in the film are named after characters in the book, but they're not the same. Mm. And like some of the dragons are named differently. And there's all these cross references that are just, it's just, a, it's like, it's like someone took it, broke it and then rebuilt it in just their own way. That's what it means when they say based on. Yeah. But normally with those kind of like kids books and stuff, when it's based on it's even if it's a little different, it's somewhat close. Yeah. Like they each, they're each fantastic in their own way. Mm. And like, I see why they had to do what they had to do. But yeah, it was. It's, it's just very interesting. And David Tennant is a a masterful narrator. Yeah, he, he said in poor Scottish. <laughs> um, what was our word of the week, Sam? Gubbins. Gubbins. What was Gubbins? Gubbins is 
Oh, I don't have the definition up in front of me, so I shall do my best to um, say it without reading it off. Gubbins is basically anything or anyone that doesn't make sense or that is silly or weird or can be used as a catch-all for when you can't remember the name of something, whether it's like tech or useless things around the home, basically. Yeah. Did it come with the Gubbins? The, come... the Gubbins. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the gubbins. Oh, the gubbins. pass me it. The, the bloody gubbins. Everyone has their own <laughs> has their own um, word, I think, that's close to that. Like, for uh, one of my exes apparently never used to know what a spatula was called for ages, like, growing up, like, as a kid, um, and would always forget and could never, like, remember. And then the one time it stuck... That's now the word he uses for anything that he can't remember the name for. The spatula thing. Ah, uh, yeah. 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 Nice. I just say the thing. Mm? Just pass me the, the, the thing. The thing. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, the thing. The thing. Yeah. yeah. Did you use it successfully? Well, did you? It was my word, so I should be asking oh, you. Oh, yeah, I used it successfully. Nice. I said I used it on both my parents in one conversation. It was a nice. double whammy and neither of them picked up on it. Yeah. Can't remember the exact context context, but sat there, shot it at them and nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, I um I used it with my sister. She was showing me um something that she had. Um and I said, Oh, is there many other of those um gubbins around or and she was like, No, it's mostly just a da-da. and then the conversation continued. Have you explained to her since? No. Interesting. I, you can't tell people afterwards that they've been part of an experiment. You can. Well, you can, but you're an idiot if you do. Yeah, this is true. So, successful <laughs> on both parts, yeah. which means... What is now... the word of the week? Daniel. <laughs> I, like, uh, I like this one a lot. Mostly because it's quite a fun one, but also the meaning, I think, is very, very useful in many ways. Okay. Although I do believe this is going to be a hard one to slip in. Giggity. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, this week's word is snollygoster. 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 Lovely. And snollygoster is a shrewd, unprincipled person, especially a politician. I honestly thought you were about to say, especially a female. Especially usually when wicked women. Usually it it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm impressed. It's especially a politician. Say the word again. Snollygoster. Snollygoster. That's a that's a very lovely word. Snollygoster. I'll send it over to you now. So you've got it. Snollygoster. Bam. This is riveting for everyone I listening know, and watching. Oh look! It just it popped up. Bam! Like the magic of technology. <laughs> um, I think so. The minute I saw that word, multiple names sprung to my head. Yeah, I, well, I can imagine the first one. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> Snollygoster. Snollygoster. Uh-huh. So that is our word of the week. Feel free to attempt it at home if you want to try it on people. And obviously, the whole trick is to be able to slip it into a conversation without anyone asking what that word means. Yeah. Good luck with Snollygoster. This Snollygoster. is going to be. You have to find it, Snollygoster. So Snollygoster. Snollygoster. You just hurt my brain. Yeah. Just and a, I don't appreciate it. Just a titty nope. Just a titty nope. <laughs> can you, how many other words can you recap? Oh, please. None of them. 
Like, if you say them to me, bumfuzzled, wasn't that one? Bumfuzzled. Yeah. Titty nope. Yeah. What was the one in bed nice and warm and cosy? Oh, yeah. I can't remember. I have to re that one up. But yeah, yeah. Making, a whole, making a whole little little dictionary of stuff here. Yeah. Um. Okay, so over into this week's win from the community, and we go straight to our number one, Miss Faye Trask, who has hey. finally picked a launch date for her next book. So congratulations, Faye. Very, very exciting, because we all know that once you pick the date, shit gets real when you start to panic. <laughs> but it's well, well, well overdue, so I'm looking forward to that being added to my bookshelf on top of the people watching on YouTube, her first book. Yeah. Well, yeah. see. Faye Trask. So check it out. Uh, I'm pretty sure our website is faytrust.com. If you want to go over and find out more about Faye. She's awesome. Uh, she's pretty cool. She's pretty damn cool. <laughs> um, so over into this week's question. And this Which week's is... topic. How to build high word counts. And indeed, if you should. <laughs> yeah, that's the question that sh- it should be. Yeah. So this question is very much on my mind at the minute because as a recovering high word count er um i i feel like this is one of the hot topics that kind of covers no matter what stage of writing you're at it's always about the word counts how many words did you write today oh my god that person writes this much per hour oh that word person has written this much oh i barely write anything and i kind of want to dispel a couple of those myths speak a little bit of my own experience and obviously you're someone that can hit some pretty high word counts um as well so to get your perspective on this too but i i find myself in a position where a couple of years ago i was doing a lot of ghost writing writing was pretty much like my sole thing that i had to do and so i could easily get anywhere between four thousand eight thousand word days kind of quite happily um they were they were your normal days they were my normal days to go out sort of in the morning write for about three or four hours and come back with anywhere from four to eight thousand words in a day mm-hmm. um which obviously can rack up quite quickly and hence why i made a pretty decent living as a ghostwriter. yeah um but now i'm readjusting how i view my writing and trying to figure out a way to get back in because it's been a while since i've hit those high word counts and although i know that i can if i really kind of hit the keyboards I am very much in the stage of reminding myself that I need to build up to it again and refine that stamina and mm-hmm. re just find that groove and find the things that are working because a lot has kind of changed. I've fallen out of a lot of habits. Um, and so how do you start from zero and get to building higher word counts? Um, and I guess I'll throw in my first point here, which is set a baseline. Yeah. So what i would recommend something i'm doing now because i already yesterday was like i'm gonna write two hours a day and then i started writing this morning and i was like i i'm exhausted already after like 15 minutes mm-hmm. um so set a baseline basically means find out what your word count is and found out how fast you can write now so to do that what i would recommend is again very very good as you're just starting if you're trying to reset a habit this is useful too um <clears throat> pick a time of the day set a timer for 15 minutes that time of the day every day and just write doesn't have to be a book doesn't have to be anything particular just free flow just spur of consciousness just to try and get a an idea of roughly how many words you can kind of get in that time itself once you've done that fingers off the keyboard leave it record that information and after a week or if you want to do it two weeks what you can then do is look at what your kind of average word count is over that time mm-hmm. so 15 minutes say 200 300 words you know that you can get two 300 words 
in a 15-minute sprint. And then it's a case of building that up. So you can either start with another 15-minute sprint and try to write more, or you can lengthen the amount of time you write to see if you can fit more words in that. Because sometimes what you can find is if you add five minutes onto your 15 minutes, you actually get less words because you're more fatigued. Mm -hmm. So trying to just in the beginning, take it slow, take it very specific to understand where you're at, what your word counts are, how long you can concentrate for is a very, very good way to start to look at building because you can't, you can't build unless you know what that foundation is. Like it's, it's the house metaphor. You have to have a stable foundation to then build Mm -hmm. the walls, build everything else and put in the dolphin sprockets, that kind of stuff. So that's my, my first tip, tip, tip. How about you, Sam? I think we're going to come at this very differently. (laughs) This is good. First of all, I think you have to ask yourself, like, what is your idea of a high word count? Like, what are you trying to achieve? Why do you need that many words in a day? Or all of the things, because Dan is right. I can type very quickly and I can get very high word counts when I have a like pressing goal deadline or um, something to prove. Um. But like day to day, I don't like to do it like that because it's there's pressure on top of the way my brain is working. And like that, honestly, the the only way I get those high word counts is when there is pressure pressure on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the first time I realized I could write so much so quickly was Nano. Um, and then I was protecting my crown the year after. <laughs> Um, anyway, so I don't have really any tips in the way that Dan does because I never did any of this stuff. I just sat down and just kept writing. Um, so I think it's important to like try and figure out why you want crazy high word counts. And what those word counts look like to you, you know, do you want 4,000 days consistently? Do you want it, you know, it's like a thousand words a day, what you're after, because it like it is all different. And I think if you are looking at something like this so formulaically, then taking Dan's advice is definitely um, the way to go, because if you are going to build something up like this, like anything, whether it's running or like weights what whatever like anything that is to do with building muscle and uh, muscle memory and stamina and all the rest of it it does start with knowing where your strength is at the minute and then building up from that and I think especially if you are like aiming for um, a career in which high word counts and delivering quickly matters so for example ghostwriting or if you are wanting to kind of you know, get a bit of that um, KU cake. Rapid release. Yeah. Like all of that kind of stuff. Then these, then, then this matters. Like, and you know, I'm not going to sit here and argue that it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. And that's what I'm saying, but I'm just because something doesn't matter to me, it doesn't mean it shouldn't matter to other people. That's not how the world works. If it did, then this world would be very different. Um, But yeah, so I think just, if you are doing it because of like finances, business, 
you know, um, your job, all of those kind of things, then it makes sense to take this approach of sitting down and really just looking at your current word counts and how you can improve them. And, you know, just as with, like I say, as with anything, if you're weight training, you don't go like one day and say, okay, the max I can do is like 15 and then go the next day and go like, I'm going to do 30. No, you'll break your arms. That's not Mm -hmm. how this works. So I think patience is a really um, important thing to practice with this patience with yourself, patience with your fingers. (laughs) Yeah. Because like, you will break yourself if you just try and go too far too quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, like physically and mentally, you will break yourself. So just mm-hmm. along with, you know, tracking words and all the rest of it, all the stuff that I do not do because it makes me feel gippy. Um, I think it is important to just make sure that you are looking after yourself physically and mentally and have patience with yourself because these kind of things are very slow starting, but once you build up the, the momentum, like a couple of months down the line, you'll be flying. Mm-hmm. But you have to have the patience and the stamina and the consistency to get to that point. Um, and without knowing, like, actually why it's important. Because if it's just to tell people you have high word days, just tell them. Who cares? <laughs> like, Check out my spreadsheet with all these numbers I typed. Like... If if the entire point of having, you know, high word counts is so that you can tell the authors that you have them, I would argue that you don't need them. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, if you're writing just to impress other writers, then I'd, I'd, I'd say, like, just sit down and, like, just have a little chat with yourself, babe. Should be the readers. Should be the readers. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I agree. I think it's... So my journey on word counts basically goes from back in, must have been 2014, when I first started writing, I'd literally give myself 15, 20 minutes at the end of my day. Um, and I was at home <coughs> editing and proofreading at the time. So I'd give myself like 15, 20 minutes on the computer and I'd try and write. And I'd probably get 100 words, 200 words, like in that time. And that felt good and oh excuse me and arguably at the time it was good um fast forward a few years later and i had a couple of ten thousand word days we had a write-off at one point and i think i got like Mm -hmm. 15 yeah it It was a lot that was ridiculous it was a lot and something i could not do every day like it was very much like must compete um and obviously there's a big leap there from you know 200 words in a day to 10,000 plus. And one of the things I think a lot of early writers can do with understanding is that writing gets faster the more you practice. And -hmm. I don't just mean the more you practice typing, the more you learn how to tell a story. Because the reason it took so long to begin with was because every word mattered and every sentence mattered. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that it doesn't now, but I mean in the sense of I was learning how to write. Yeah, And when I first learned how to ride a bike, I was wobbling all over the place and I was going slowly. I wasn't bombing it downhill because I wasn't <laughs> used to it. I bombed it downhill. That's how I learned to ride. You know what happened? I crashed into a tree. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's why, that's why, to be fair, I was 
I was much older than anyone should be to learn to ride a bike and I had to teach myself. So, you know, there we go. Sorry, Dan, I watched my friend front flip over his handlebars. So oh, that was fun. Um, but yeah, like when, when you first start writing, like I was literally like writing a sentence and then reading a book and being like, oh, that's how they do it. And then back here. And then you're looking at how that sentence fits with that and how it feels. And after a while, after like that kind of putting in that labor and practicing and making the quality of your writing better, you begin to get more of a flow of how a story should sound. So now I can write sentences faster because I've developed that muscle. I've built that skill in my head that I kind of, although first drafts are always going to be rough, which is something we can definitely touch on. Um, yeah. That I I kind of, I'm, I'm not worried about how long a paragraph is. I'm not worried about how many full stops I've got in a sentence or how long the sentences are because I can feel my voice and I've practiced enough now to kind of know roughly what I want to say and how I want to say it. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen in the beginning. Like it, it was a good few years before that kind of did happen. And that was a good few years of me getting up regularly every morning and, and putting in the time and writing and writing. Um, and, you know, some people, they have more of a sense of that when they begin. Other people find that a bit more laborious. I certainly did. Um, but yeah, it's only kind of once I get over that now that it becomes easier. And Joe you know what kind of illustrated that to me quite a lot is I recently signed up to the For The Words um, mm-hmm. writing software thing software it's online um which for people that don't know it's essentially a way to gamify your writing so you sign up you build a character as you type depending how many words you type you can slay monsters you get points it's all that kind of stuff and i was having a bit of fun with it and so many of the monsters were like the targets were like you have to write 50 words in 10 minutes i was crushing them in like 30 seconds yeah and i was like oh this is because it obviously caters for the full breadth of like you know there's a lot of early writers out there a lot of people sort of still working like a first book um and that really kind of like highlighted that moment to me of like you know how differently i was seeing things and again as is the theme with my life like how much i was kind of overdoing or over normalizing the extreme yeah um so yeah like once once you've kind of put in that time put in those kind of ten thousand hours although not necessarily ten thousand hours just to write a bit faster but understand it's going to be slower to begin with and if you're trying to compete with people that are doing you know a thousand words an hour two thousand words per hour it might just not be for you right now until you kind of a bit more practice yeah and if you want to practice more um my next tip is prioritize the writing so find a point in the week that is yours Find a point in the day that is yours. If you can do it daily, fine. If you can do it once a week, awesome. If you can do it, I know, on a Saturday morning when your daughter's at swimming lessons, awesome. But make, I hate the phrase, make a date with yourself, but pick a time, pick a location, do nothing else. This is the time that this happens. Mm-hmm. And follow Neil Gaiman's advice. Follow Neil Gaiman's advice, which is? Neil Gaiman says that when it is his writing time, um, he has like, essentially his one rule is he must sit in the chair he must have i know that he likes to handwrite his first drafts um (laughs) (laughs) um no offense to anyone that does i just do not understand it well i i his reasoning i can't remember it like fully so i I won't try and it's to slow his mind down it it makes a lot of sense Mm. like why he does it that way because he didn't used to um but yeah so basically his rule is that he must sit in the chair and he is absolutely allowed to not write when he's in that chair but he cannot do anything else Mm -hmm. 
So his options are sit there and do nothing or write. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, some days he does sit there and do nothing. But they're, they're, they're rare because for the most part, if your options are to do absolutely nothing or write, writing becomes more and more appealing by the second. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or even just another little tip I picked up as well. Just tell yourself I'm going to write for two minutes. Yeah. Like I set myself an hour this morning and an hour can be a long, a long time if you're thinking about the whole hour ahead of you. But if you're struggling, just go, I'll do two minutes. And you'll find that that two minutes turns into five. Sometimes yeah. turns into 15. Like sometimes you get that role. Sometimes you don't. But like it at least gives you a little push out of the door. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the other <clears throat> the other bit of advice, which I think is my my huge number one bit of advice that we use a lot for different things, is like just give yourself permission to write poor stuff. Yeah, like I, swear I to God, that is what unlocked me. Yeah, like I even now I've I've come to realization over the last few months I've really struggled with this myself because you know you release books you get to a certain point where you feel those expectations on you know your quality of writing and stuff and you forget that like you know not everything you write is going to be amazing. And so I am beginning to recognize there's been, you know, everything else aside, there has been a lot of resistance for myself in a fear of what I'm going to write and whether it'll be good and match up to like other things or the, the standard that I believe I've set myself. Mm -hmm. um, and there's just been like a few things that I've seen recently and just a few reminders where it's just like, you just write your stories. Like who is it that like, I can't remember. There was a famous musician that basically wrote like 400 scores and he's known for two. Mm. Like, and you think of, you know, not yourself because you're quite a Neil Gaiman fan, but go to someone who knows Neil Gaiman and they'll probably name one of his books. Mm -hmm. And he has a plethora of incredible stuff. Same with Stephen King. Like people can name like two or three of his books. He has like 60, 70 books. Yeah. Like not everything you write is going to be a smash hit success. But if you can enjoy the process as you're doing it and if you can just give your permi yourself permission to know that that first draft doesn't have to be perfect and it can be messy and yeah. that's what editing is for and where the magic comes then you will unlock a lot of that burden of trying to get it right first time because no one ever yeah. does no and like nor should they because if you get to the end of your like first draft and you know you read it back and you think this is perfect or this is exactly what I wanted. Number one, I question your sanity. Because you've just written, let's say, a 60,000 word novel. And you're telling me the first go through, it's exactly as you wanted it. That worries me. Um, and honestly, now that I understand editing a little better, because for me, that's where I hit the fucking wall hard was trying to like look at these words in front of me. I did not understand. And still now I like I find it very difficult to try and figure out how I'm supposed to edit. That is something that is very difficult for me. But at the same time, like you say, that you know, when you stop looking at it as a whole and you start like looking at it in order from the beginning, knowing the kind of things that you want to change and stuff, like there is magic in that. And that is when you can start to actually properly play with it. But the first draft really is it's a roadmap of where your story is going and i think 
for most writers, the difference between your first draft and the work that you publish is vast and it should be. You know, like I, I use this analogy a lot, but you don't like you, you don't sketch something out and it's finished. Like during that first kind of putting something down on paper, like you you rub bits out, you like figure out the different um not spectrums, my god, I'm so tired and ill. Um, perspectives and you know, all of all of that stuff. And then if you're gonna paint it, my god, like the amount of layers and time that you need in between those layers to let the paint dry and for you to see it and try and figure it out. And there are so many times during that process where you look at it and go, well, this is fucking shit because it's not finished yet. Like you haven't put in the shading, you haven't put in the detail, you haven't like focused on the parts of the picture that like really matter that you want to stand out against everything else. You haven't, you know, realized that you don't need to paint every single window in that far off skyscraper. Like, it's about knowing what you want the story to be and focusing on those things and making them shine. And you can't do that with like one stroke of a brush or like one, you know, round of of um, typing on the keyboard. That's not how it works because there is no craftsmanship in that. And as much as we like to, you know, imagine ourselves as these romantic creative creatures, there is no such thing as someone that sits down and pens something in its perfect first time. Even like the greatest books that you can think of that you love, like the amount of time it took to get there. And I can guarantee you that if the author would be, to be given another two weeks, they would be like, oh my God, thank God, there's so many things that I've thought of since I've... Like, it's... That's what art is. It's not about like being touched by the muse, muse and sitting down for, you know, like three days in a row and, oh, the manuscript's done and then you can go out and drink whiskey with your mates. That's not what it is. It's about graft and there is real like craftsmanship and skill involved. And none of those things come from writing something once and washing your hands of it. Like you get those results by working. And that's the only way that they will develop in you is by constantly going at it. And I don't mean like 24 hours a day every day because you again yeah. you kill yourself. But it is really important to practice because only through practice do we like continue to progress to progress towards the writer that we hope to be. And you'll never get there. FYI. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, there's no such things as masters. Yeah, you'll you'll normalize it. Yeah. Oh, you'll normalize it, hell. And <laughs> and it also it also links in with basically a lot of the things that we've spoken about over like every one of these conversations on this podcast, which is there is another layer to everything that you're hearing that you're reading. So if someone's sitting there and going, Well, I write four thousand words a day, and people are going, Oh my god, that's amazing. They're probably shit. Yeah. They're probably crap. Or they could be very good. Or they might be somewhere in the middle. Like, yeah. Saying you have high word counts doesn't equate to the quality of those words. No. And 
it's the magic that comes after that determines you know what happens there and you know one of the things that i if i'm writing saying that you attribute your first nano to you did a hell of a lot of prep you knew what you wanted to write that's why i did you probably could have written those words in that time but they would have been potentially far more messy and less directive so mm-hmm. because you've done months or weeks, I can't remember how long you said you months. Did, of, months of this prep before you'd even hit any concept of doing nano. Yeah. It then made those words that you wrote stronger than they would have been. Because I knew up. exactly what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. For, so like, I'm going to uh, make myself sick a little bit in my mouth <gasps> and say like out of, you know, the whole like planner prepper. Panting, <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. Panting and plotting. <laughs> Um, my first draft has to come from a lot of time finding inspiration, finding images, letting my mind soak in what I want to write and guarantee the idea that starts the entire thing is not even in the first draft, let alone the finished thing. That's exactly what Air to the Universe is. Air to the Universe started in my head as something called the magic chair. Um, Very different. (laughs) But it was the seed that my brain needed to start this entire thing. Um, And I think I am much more... Like, if you look at, you know, people that, that can write really high word counts and can get books out very quickly, and then you go to more kind of traditional authors as in um, traditionally published, that might release a book once a year, twice a year, 12 times a year, if you like Patterson. Um, Many, many collaborators. So many collaborations. (laughs) Bill, Bill Clinton. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, I know, what the fuck? Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Um, I'm never, I'm not good... I've I've noticed about some noticed noticed this about myself. Um, I think since kind of like joining the the whole writing community is that I'm not good at being rushed, and I will do it in my own goddamn time. And for me, it's not a thing of like I've been working on this for ten years and it's my did it. Like no, it'll take as long as it takes, and I won't be all always doing it because I don't care enough about releasing a novel I don't care enough about releasing anything of of any description for it to become everything that I do it will become every it will like it it will it will circle it will become everything I do for a a small amount of time and then I will be bored and so then I will have to move on to something else and that's how I work which means that likely I will either release a lot of books at once because I've been working on them all (laughs) Like, or you know, like I'll release a book and then a poetry thing and then a video thing and da 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 da. Like, and like a fry cook at a service station. Yeah, thanks. That's the best analogy I've ever had. Eight pounds. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a fry cook of creativity. Um, <laughs> I completely forgot my point after just being called a fry cook at a service station. <laughs> it takes as long as it takes. You're not one of these people that. Yeah, makes and I everything. think. I think it, again, it's about it's about figuring out who you are, where it fits, how it fits, and if it is a case of all you want to do is write, 
like then you will find some space in your week and i mean if you have to like hide a pen and pad in the bathroom if you are like a single parent of five kids and you just like you know the the only time you get during the day is kind of first thing in the morning last thing at night and the occasional bathroom break like hide a pen and pad in the bathroom and lock the damn door hide in your closet <laughs> hide from the children <laughs> hide from the children that's my advice that's what this episode should be called hide from the children <laughs> yeah well yes yeah, so i mean there's lots of i hope tangible things that people can take away i think kind of summarizing everything obviously it's understanding what kind of writer you are and what kind of mm-hmm. writer you want to be what stage of your writing journey you're at you know you said what is your why like you know why is it that you want to write faster why is it that you want to build up these big word counts for quite a few people in our community nano uh the 50k writing camps that we run Mm-hmm. if anything they've shown people that they don't want to be faster writers mm-hmm. like there are people again in in the discord server who will only write big word counts in november because they like that kind of oomph that comes with being yeah. part of nanorimo and having all these people around you doing a similar challenge and then for the rest of the year it's editing mm-hmm. or shipping away planning for the next nano so there's no mm-hmm. right path there there never is there never was um there are ways to increase your word count and you know some of those come from again picking a date with yourself trying to build consistency if you can um and finding what your baseline word count is so that you then know what you're going to be improving off of mm-hmm. um the, the, the ultimate one is just practicing the more you practice the better you'll get mm-hmm. and you might not be a fifteen thousand word person a day you might be a 200 word person a day or you know Rather than word counts, go down the Stephen King route where, you know, he has the luxury of time on his side, but his whole thing is I will write four he pages a day. He earned that luxury, though. Let's just yeah. say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his whole thing is like, I will write four pages a day. I was watching the um, Brandon Sanderson lectures recently, and his whole thing is like he writes for like, in a, I think it's like a two-hour block in the afternoon, and then he has a break, and then he writes until like two in the morning. Like, that's just kind of how he figures it for him. He has, I think, potentially... Uh, Oh, I'll probably get the numbers wrong, but about four hours a day in which he writes, but they're broken up around the other things that he does in his day. And that's how he's found his success. But again, he also has the luxury of time of being like a full-time writer. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're someone who is juggling two jobs, has kids, all that kind of stuff, then hide in the bathroom, pen and paper, get five words in, you know, a good toilet break, you know, and you've at least 36 words. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, there's um I think I think the the big thing is, you know, there's a huge culture in particularly self-publishing, independent publishing, where it's all about racing for the words and it's all about the rapid release and all that kind of stuff. Um and I guess the argument we're making is think of the art as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it works for you, awesome. Like I know someone who comfortably will write 13,000 words a day, five five days a week. But that's all she does. Yeah. And I know people that don't manage that. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I really want to underline the fact that being able to write 15,000 words a day comfortably is, number one, as you say, because that's all she does. So she's been doing that for a long time, which means that those word counts have gone up and up and up, which is exactly what you've been saying. But 
number two, not writing that many words in a day is not you failing. Like, I really, really want to underline this. Just because you can do something, it doesn't mean you should. I use this on my son all the time. When he's annoying me, I'm like, I could pick you up and throw you out of the window. It doesn't mean I should. Mm -hmm. So just like, again, really know why you want to get these really high work counts because they, it comes like if you, it comes with a cost for most people to like go that hard for that long. Like most people aren't built to write that way. And if you are, great. But if you're not, great. Like, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, n like, no one cares how the book was made. They just want it to be good. Mm -hmm. It's a very writer thing, I suppose. Yeah, it is. And I think I, and I think it's a very self-published thing as well, to be honest. Like, you, you don't ever hear any questions in interviews with traditional authors about how many words they write generally speaking a day because no one cares like as a as someone on the other side like you know that w was a reader for a long time like i don't care how many days this took to write i just want it to be good mm -hmm. that's your job make it good <laughs> yeah and the, the final thing that i'll had this just popped into my head is reflect so you know if you've been on this journey for a while and you want to pick up your words kind of like what i was saying when i first started writing 200 words maybe three days a week mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm doing all right compared to that and again yeah. speaking as a recovering wordaholic <laughs> still struggling with it mm -hmm. like i I got 1,500 words this morning, which compared to a lot of my old stuff is low. But in terms of what I'm happy that I've written, I'm ecstatic. Like I'm yeah. very, very happy with it. And I'm reminding myself as well that I've not been writing regularly for a while. So it's a place to start. Yeah. And also it would have taken you, like, if you were writing, say, 200 words three days a week. Three weeks. There you go. And that's why we don't normalise, although we absolutely do because we're all human and we do it all the time and it's really annoying. Yay! <laughs> but that's the point. Like, what you wrote this morning would have taken you three weeks when you started. I remember the first time I got my, like, first 1,000 word day. I remember messaging Luke and being like, I did it, I did it! <laughs> yeah, because it's a big fucking deal! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a thousand words doesn't sound well. I don't know whether it does sound like a lot to people or not. Numbers, I, I don't have a head for numbers. I mean, thousand word essays were awful when I was at college and uni. I was like, oh, a thousand words that's going to take me weeks. Oh, yeah, no, I never had that. Yeah, I was just like, okay, yeah, 10,000 word <laughs> dissertation, mate. Yeah, well, that's yeah. because you went to university to study drama, you moron, with English. Uh huh. Yeah, turn of the screw. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll uh, we'll we'll wrap it up there. But just suffice to say, you know, follow your own path. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's your journey to take. Yeah, and just be kind to yourself. Like you know, wherever you're at now, you could improve. Uh -huh. Do you want to improve? Do you have that time? Is it going to help you? Yeah. Are you already doing the most that you can? That's a conversation you can have with yourself. Or if you want to jump into our Discord, 
and have that conversation with us. What a segue. Then yeah. throw yourself over into activateoffice.com forward slash join. Yeah. Um, and I guess that brings us to the ep- end of the episode. Uh, I am going to plug one of the freebies that we do have on Activated Authors, which is our self-publishing checklist. Yeah. So you can download it absolutely for free, as well as our Activated Authors Matrix over on uh, activatedauthors.com. And the self-publishing checklist gives you everything you need to look at to know that you are publishing in the way that you should publish <laughs> <laughs> so it's all the steps labeled for you so that you can tick it off and just go yep i formatted yes i've edited yes i've got the book cover that kind of stuff so grab one for free at activatedauthors.com forward slash free or it's in the tab <laughs> cool a massive thank you to you the listeners for tuning in we appreciate you and the time you choose to spend with us each and every week and as always if you're looking to level up your writing and activate your author career head on over to activatedauthors.com to find out all about our community our resources and everything else we've got going on one more time from myself and from sam we will see you next week i would just like to say while (laughs) while manners manners might make us the man word count does not make us the writer goodbye snolly gobs activate your energies